Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to another episode of Madrasa on A, Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson, along special guest in studio, none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Time for you to grab your notebooks and refresh your memory in terms of where Sheikh stopped yesterday, inshallah. We are going into our first segment being Knowing My Lord and we're still by Nabi Musa alayhi salam. And here Sheikh is going to be doing a recap, but allow me to greet Sheikh in studio. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Okay, for how is yourself, Auntie Yasmina? Alhamdulillah, yourself, Sheikh. Alhamdulillah, the kulli halu kani. But thank Allah to for the great favor that Allah has bestowed upon us. Alhamdulillah, you do know the drill by now that you can send through your questions through to our WhatsApp on 072-238-0712. Alternatively, send through an SMS to 47913. To remember, if you are going to be asking questions that is not of our nature in which we are going to be speaking about, then this will be processed through to the other programs, inshallah. But for now, I'm handing over to Sheikh to continue and give our brains a refresher. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعد رب شرح لي صدري ويسير لي أمري وحل الأبدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علما يذ الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله وثانس وبريس الله تلفاس وفوميس and love and salam on our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the last and final messenger whom Allah will have seen to guide you and me to take us by the hand to guide us unto the sirat al-mustaqim for it is not possible for you neither me neither your parents neither mine neither your offspring neither mine that we can move on the sirat al-mustaqim without Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the last and final messenger may Allah grant him all the khair and barakah and all those whom Allah have selected to be his companions make Allah grant him the very very best without them you and I would not have been able to be Muslim without them you and I wouldn't have been able to understand Islam Ya Rabb, may Allah open the path for all of us and grant them the highest levels and position for their sacrifice, for the fact that Allah has selected them, for the fact that Allah has chosen them to be that best of people that can be the role models for you and me without them. I don't think you would, you and I would have known how to be able to live this deen. Ya Rabb, may Allah open the path for all of us. Alhamdulillah. Um, in this last this yesterday in the segment of I am a Muslim and what is expect and uh, I'm sorry knowing my Lord in this segment we dealt with the piece of Nabi Musa and we happen to have taken you to the process of Nabi Musa's Nabi Musa and Banu Israel and we've taken you to Surah Baqarah Surah number two it was in verse 52 we've taken you to and so Alhamdulillah we see where we can take you right now and how we can actually guide you furthermore. Now on the issue of that, we've seen how Allah has shown us what the people of Nabi Musa did. What Banu Israel did and how they lived. And we showed you how Allah of the various things that Allah has given them safety to come off from, from Egypt. And they went into a land that Allah has given them. In that land, in part of the land that Allah has given to them where they had to move on to, uh, there were certain things that Allah tested Nabi Musa with and in the test of Nabi Musa Allah left it to them 
to be able to develop and grow, but to actually show appreciation to Allah Ta'ala. And then we've showed you how when Allah Ta'ala has chosen Nabi Musa to go to, to Allah Ta'ala and to be able to deal where Allah is going to grant Nabi Musa the Torah and the message of the Torah for his people, then they went into having to create a golden calf. They built it, they structured it, and they went to worship it. And this is the unco uncomfortable situation that they found themselves in. And Allah then gave them the honor to be able to make Tawbah, to pardon them for the fact that Allah knew they came out of the difficulties that they were in and the calling of Nabi Musa begging Allah to pardon them because of the wrong that they've done. And so, yes, but this moment disturbed Nabi Musa tremendously. It made him feel very, very uncomfortable to know that he has just served them. He's just taken them out of the worst of things. They were, they were treated as the worst of people. They were abused in every sense. And now they get to their freedom and still they can run to the to, 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 to false gods. Can, can't they now realize how wonderful Allah is? And yet, they were a people who knew Allah prior. They knew Allah very well. Their forefathers did inform them. Such as the issue of Nabi Musa as coming to them was the fact that his family and where he comes from was people who were informed about Allah. And they were informed about the religions of their forefathers. And they stick to it. But it showed us how this people, this group of people, uh, was using their own, and as we've said, our, Allah, our Lord Allah Ta'ala is not busy having to tell us stories to be able to say, Dai means a Dai Tidun, and also other means is a Halan, Havala, Itmaki, and the other means is a problems. Allah shows us the positive and the negative. Allah don't show us the negative only. Allah shows us the positive and the negative. But the purpose is so that you and I can realize where are we going to? You and me, your parents, mine, your offspring and mine. That all of us can realize we have a job to do and we are not here looking at the faults of Banu Israel. But Allah exposes us to the positive of Banu Israel and the results of those who were following the positivity and the negative of them and the results of that showing to us very clearly you and i can also be in the same format being of a people who also follow the right or do not follow the right and if we follow the right subhanak there is a special reward for us there is a great reward for us and if we do not follow that unfortunately we've got nobody else to blame but we've then been shown unless we are prepared to in recognition of our error and our fault we come back in toba to allah and we beg allah we sincerely call unto allah and we strive our very very best to love islam to love islam to want to love a muslim to be muslim in our life in our character in our behavior in the way we pass it over in the acts that we do and live with our families, the way they sing from us, right? So the importance is having to want to be Muslim, whether it is what time in your life, 
the sooner it is, the better that you and I can come back to Allah for Tawbah. Now the norm and the natural thing is that we must understand Allah Ta'ala is wanting to be us to, to be to, to be of those people who recognize that we are human, we are, we make mistakes, we have faults. But Allah wishes for us what is best for our dunya and best for our akhirah. May Allah open the path for all of us, inshallah. And so we've seen in the Qissa of, of what Allah shares with us, with Nabi, with Nabi Musa and his people. And we've shown you how Allah has forgiven them and how Allah has taken Nabi Musa and given him the book, the, Quran, the book which is called the Torah. And Allah calls it the Furqan until Allah Ta'ala brings into the process of what happens for them for their future. Do you know that you can send through your questions to 072-238-0712 alternatively send it through via SMS on 47913. We are still in our first segment that is Knowing My Lord and your Sheikh will be continuing where she stopped. Sheikh Bismillah. Shukran Jazakallah Khair. Alhamdulillah we, we've managed to get uh, just before the break to speak to you about what Allah tells us uh, about Nabi Musa and what happened to him and his people and allow me to, to, let, to share with you what Allah says in verse number 54 let's listen to the verse number 54 Allah says وَإِذْ آتَيْنَا مُوسَى الْكِتَابَ وَالْفُرْقَانَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَهْتَدُونَ I'm sorry that's 53 the next one وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَى لِكَوْمِهِ يَا قَوْمِ إِنَّكُمْ ظَلَمْتُمْ أَنفُسَكُمْ بِاتِّخَاذِكُمُ الْعِجْلِ فَتُوبُوا إِلَى بَارِئِكُمْ فَقَتُلُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ عِنْدَ بَارِئِكُمْ فَتَابَ عَلَيْكُمْ إِنَّهُ هُوَ التَّوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ In this verse, Allah says with us, the fact that Allah says, وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَى لِكَوْمِهِ Musa says and says unto his people, يَا قَوْمْ O my people, إِنَّكُمْ ظَلَمْتُمْ أَنفُسَكُمْ Verily you harmed yourself بِاتِّخَاذِكُمُ الْعِلْجِلِ The very fact that you took the golden calf and worshipped it فَتُوبُوا إِلَى بَارِئِكُمْ I call upon you that you repent to Allah فَقَتُلُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ That you kill yourself ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ Would be best for you Meaning, the fact that you must be able to make tawbah and feel so bad for what you did, death would be better that, to that extent than for what you did. That is in the sight of Allah. alaykum, And Allah till then pardoned you. Innahu rahim. He Allah tell us most per, uh, forgiving, most merciful. Subhanakla. Now, here you can see or here we can see how Allah tell us dealing with Banu Israel, they are, they make mistakes, they are human, similar to you and me. We are, we make mistakes by the billions. We make it continuously our whole life. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says to us, Kullubna Adam, every child of Adam, the Ummah of my Nabi, my, my, my Ummah, every one of them, they are sinners, they sin, they have Billions of sins upon them. We need to look at ourselves with our weaknesses, not a boasting and bragging, and I am and I can. Allah don't remember this to us. Our Nabi came to show us. And so Nabi Musa wanted these people to realize see yourself with your with, with humility. See yourself with your weaknesses, with your faults. Realize that you are human and human by the nature they are continuously. Unless you're not a human being. Unless you're a superhuman being. 
Now your mom and your dad and your awliya and your salihin and your peer and your mufti and mine, all of them are sinners in the words of the Nabi Muhammad. In our Nabi, he says to us, Kullubnu Adam, every child of Adam is a sinner. And Allah wishes us to see ourselves, to see the fault in the error and the mistake in us, to come to recognition so that you and I can open our doors. So that you and I can be tawbah like Musa said to his people. That you see the error in you. That you admit to your wrong. That you see the many faults you live by. And you don't boast and brag about the, 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 the favors that Allah has given you. And how you can this and you can that. That you realize amongst all those favors you still have so many weaknesses. And you admit to those weaknesses. And then you take that weaknesses of yourself and you take that to Allah and you put it in the presence of Allah and you beg Allah, my Lord, I'm human. Please forgive me. Allah's prepared to forgive. But Allah is the one who gives you the strength. You don't have any. You and I, we are absolutely weak. We possess nothing. You can, you have absolutely nothing. Your skill is not yours. Your ability is not yours. Your knowledge is not yours. Your wealth is not yours. Your health is not yours. Everything comes from Allah. So do you have, do you have space in your life to boast? To brag, to I can and I am. Na'udhu billah. Allah don't want this for us. And thus Allah shows us. Allah said in the words of Nabi Musa, that you kill yourself would have been better for the fact that you did what you did. How many times you and I as good Muslims, don't we fall prey to the weaknesses and the shortcomings? But that's your mom and that's your dad and that's my mom and my dad. That's your peer and that's your mufti and your awliyah and your salihin. That's all of them and mine. So don't get me wrong. I'm not here to pinpoint fingers. I'm here to let us understand. It's for me and for you, each and every one of us. Allah wants us the best of believers are though those who do not look at what Allah has granted them positives. But they look with all the positiveness that they have, they look at the weaknesses within them. They identify it. They, 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 they remind it to themselves. Nobody else. They don't need to tell it this person and that person. You don't need to go to the sawn and the, and, and the, and the, uh, the, what news media there is to be able to put it on. No, no, no. This is not what Allah wants. Allah wants you. If you can admit it to yourself, and when you've admitted to yourself, you take that to Allah, and you beg Allah for pardon and forgiveness, so that you and I can, can be filled with humility, gentleness when we stand in front of Allah, and so that Allah can find reason to pardon us, and so that Allah can find reason to forgive us, and so that Allah can shower us with positivity for this dunya, positivity when we leave this dunya, positivity when we enter into the barzakh, and when we get unto Allah and being granted the people to enter Jannah. Ya Rabb, Allahu Akbar. May Allah grant us to be of them, Ya Rabb. It is truth. We all are. And my reason for doing this is to let us understand Allah Ta'ala is not exposing us to the Yahud so that you and I can blame the Yahud. Allah wants us to say the ease of the Yahud who became Muslim these of the Yahud was totally submissive to Nabi Musa. These of the Yahud was totally doing exactly what the Lord has told them. But Allah tell deals, as we said a few days ago, Allah deals with them in a sense of looking at the positives and the, the negatives. And Allah deals with what we call 
general, uh, the general reward for them as a community. And so you and I need to understand your positiveness, your positiveness has an effect on your offspring and in the future. Similarly, yours and mine, that is weaknesses and faults and errors, all things that we do as error, all things that we make mistakes has an effect on our children and our offspring in the future. It has a def definite effect on them. Remember, that's why Allah tells us of the Jewish people, so that you and I can realize, yet I'm going to have an effect on the, on the Muslim Ummah. I, I, I. You, yes, you, you the listener, each one of you, are going to have an effect on this ummah. Yes, your forefathers and mine had an effect on us. And they left a legacy on us. Our duty is to see if they've made mistakes, if they've made error, and if there's been faults, that we beg of Allah for pardon and for forgiveness on their behalf, that they may be given the pardon as believers, for the error that they've made. And let us not dream that my parents have been the best parents. They never made any mistakes. Well, listen to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Kullubnu Adam khatta. You don't know how many errors your father lived by. You don't know how many errors your mother lived by. You don't know your sheikh, your mufti, your peer, your awliya. You don't know how many weaknesses and faults they have. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says to us, all of them have faults. But we recognize that we are as human, see that may Allah grant them khair and barakah for the errors and the faults, and Allah grant, may Allah grant them all khair and barakah, and that we realize and see ourselves even weaker than all of them. We are the weakest, see ourselves the weakest, the weakest, the, the most extreme of weaknesses. You see yourself and myself as the weakest level. And this is what Allah wants for us. So that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa man tawada alillah, if you can go to the extent and show yourself as a weak slave in the presence of Allah, and you recognize that you full of error, and you see your errors, and your faults, and your weakness, and you present that in Allah, Rafa'ahullah, then Allah Ta'ala puts you on status and position. So if you want status and position, you must be able to see your faults in front of you. You must live with your faults in front of you. It must be in front of you. And it is no space then for arrogance, for imagination, for saying I am and I can and I'm better. Na'udhu For remember, those are satanic processes that Allah showed us how shaitan did it. And it's not expected for the believer to be like that. Similarly, Allah shows us and exposes us of the people of the Yahud. And as we said, the objective of exposing us of the Yahud, so that you and I can ask the question, if that's just them, Ya Rabb, oh Allah, pardon us, pardon our forefathers. Don't let us be of those people. And let us leave behind a positive legacy, positivity for the next generation. Not of wealth, because that comes from Allah. Rizik is not yours. You don't have any rizik. No matter how rich you are, that riches is not yours. It comes from Allah Ta'ala. None of us. Your skill, your ability, your knowledge, is nothing is yours and mine. It all comes from Allah Ta'ala. Have you left behind a positive legacy of carrying the message of Allah in your life? Is it alive? Can your children and your family and the younger generation see it alive in them? 
This is what happened here. Thus, Allah lets us understand the objective of you and I getting exposure of Allah's Quran, of what other generations did, was simply for you and me to be able to see. And Allah is specifically mentioning to us the Yahud to let us understand the type of personalities they have, but also to do an introspection. Where do I fit in? Ain't I exactly like them? Ain't my family and my people very much like them? Aren't we living exactly on the same situation? And aren't we doing exactly like what they did? Precisely that is the reason why Allah gives it to us. Because Allah wants us to reflect. Not to blame. Not to think ill. But to reflect. And Allah says in the Holy Quran, there is no issue of you taking honor and boasting black and also bitter as Allah. No, 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 no. Allah doesn't want that. Allah says for them, what they did and how they lived, they will get the reward and the value for it. And you, you've got no reason to be able to look at their life and to pinpoint fingers to them. No. The only thing that you need to do is pinpoint to yourself and you see how you reacted what did you do and precisely because allah wants us to understand when allah exposes to the negativity to ourselves did i land up in the similar negativity can i make toba can i repent can i come back to allah can i strive to be a better human being a better muslim a better person who is the ummati of muhammad can i be a better one can I improve? Can I recognize my error? Can I blame nobody else but myself? Can I take the responsibility to improve it in myself and not to look at other people? Na'udhu billah. Precisely this is what Allah wants to say to us. Allah says to us in this verse, as we said, verse number 54. فَتَابَ عَلَيْكُمْ Allah says, that you had to kill yourself. That would have been best for you. In the presence of Allah, and Allah has forgiven you. For Allah is most, most forgiving, most merciful, and gentle and kind with man. So Allah then takes us to the next verse, and Allah shows us the quality of those people. Again, wanting to say to you and me, Let's look at us and how does this verse affect us in our life in the things that we are doing. Allah says, They said to Nabi Musa, وَإِذْ قُلْتُمْ يَا مُوسَى لَنْ نُؤْمِنَ لَكَ حَتَّى نَرَى اللَّهَ جَهْرَةً فَأَخَذَتْكُمُ الصَّائِقَةُ وَأَنْتُمْ تَنْذُرُونَ يَا رَبْ يَا رَبْ لَحَوْلَهُ لَكُ وَتَيْلَّ Allah says, and it reminds him of an occasion that happened when Allah has given him such certain honor and Allah elevated them and Allah took them to certain places. And in the presence of Allah with Nabi Musa, Nabi Musa spoke to Allah in their presence and they had an attitude. Asking ourselves, how many times don't we have attitudes? And remember you said to Musa, we will not believe in Allah. We will not follow your belief. We will not submit ourselves to submission to Allah according to you, Musa. Until we get the opportunity to see Allah personally. Ya Rabb. Jahratan. We want to see him with our clear eyes that we can see the sky and we can see the tree or the, or the mountains or the, or the stars or, the, or, or, or anything. We want to see Allah like that. 
They say to Allah, they say to Nabi Musa, Allah tell reminds him, Wa idkul tu miya Musa, remember you said to Musa, Lan nu'mina, we will not believe, we are never ever going to believe, don't expect us ever to believe, not until Allah shows him open and clear for who he is. فَأَخَذَتْكُمُ الصَّائِقَةِ وَأَنْتُمْ تَنْذِرُونَ and then Allah Ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala calls upon the process of sending a message, a severe message to them. And Allah Ta'ala killed them, Allah Ta'ala took their lives away from them, right? But Allah allowed them to see how Allah Ta'ala took their life away from them. Subhanak, they took it. ثُمَّ بَعَثْنَاكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكَ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَوْتِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ And then after that, we brought your, we, we took your, we, we allowed a sound to hit at you and we allowed your, your lives to be taken and you could see how you were dying one before the other and until you were death, dead and you saw all that, you experienced all, you were exposed to all that and then we sent your life back to you, then we gave you your life back. After we've taken your life and you were dead, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ With a hope and intention, you can come to your senses. You become responsible. You become adult. You become human. You become Muslim. You submit to Allah. You get the understanding. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ And you then appreciate for what Allah has granted you. Subhanak Look at the extent of this people. But as we've said, Allah will expose us only to be able for us to reflect where do I and you fit in? How are we? Are we prepared to be able to follow it our way? Or are we following the way Allah and His Rasul has guided us? That is now the end of our first segment being Knowing My Lord. We break for us now. When we come back, we'll continue with the program but be coming back with our second part of the program being I am a Muslim. What is expected of me? Stay tuned. For thorough preparation before your Hajj journey, deep spirituality and soul searching during the fulfillment of your Hajj rights and a lifelong commitment to live thereby ever after. Look no further than our Anwar Express. Depart on the 10th of August, residing for seven nights at Moven Peak Anwar Al Madina, followed by six nights at the Ajad Makkah Hotel, including breakfast and dinner throughout for 36,000 Rand per person sharing, excluding airfare. Call us on 021-697-1272 or visit alanwarexpress.co.za Aljim, the Arabic way. Join One Up Cash and Carry for super low prices where you can get more for less. Wholesale prices straight to the public. All welcome. One Up Cash and Carry where you can get more for less. Say hello to South Africa's latest and greatest international expo. The Dubai Expo will be held in Cape Town from the 12th to the 21st of May 2017 from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. at the Lookout Venue along the VNA waterfront. Ample parking is available, entry is just 30 rand, and kids under 12 enter free. Join us as well as our exhibitors from all over the world. Amazing prizes to be won. For more details, follow our Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash Dubai Expo SA, and our Instagram page, Dubai underscore Expo underscore SA, for more information. Excellent Meat Market brings you this week's Wow Wednesday Blitz. Fresh grain-fed chicken, 55 Rand 99 per kilogram. And lean steak mince, 69 Rand 99 per kilogram. That is, fresh grain-fed chicken, 55 Rand 99 per kilogram. 
and lean statements. 69 Rand 99 per kilogram. Don't miss out on the best Wow Wednesday Blitz. Valid at all stores. All our products are quality guaranteed. All your money back. Excellent meat market. Committed to excellence. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Madrasa on air. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Are tuned to 91.3 FM with myself Yasmina Peterson, along special guest in studio, none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Your program, Madrasa on Air, developing Islam in me. Like I said, we ended off with our first part of the program being Knowing My Lord, and now we are going into our second part of this program, and that is I am a Muslim. What is expected of me? You can send through your questions on the WhatsApp number as well as the SMS. However, if these questions relating to anything other than the nature of what we are being speaking about, then this will be processed through to the other producers for the other shows, inshallah. But now I hand over to Sheikh to continue where Sheikh stopped yesterday in our second segment. Sheikh, tafadol. Shukran jazakallah for that one, Auntie Yasmina. We're busy in the second segment. I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me? We were busy with the subheading or the heading of Salah. Under that, we were busy with the prerequisites for Salah. And we were dealing with what we call the fitra. And we said to you the word fitra was a reference to that natural things that needs to be done that was supposed to be done by other all other religions before and yesterday we managed to cover i suppose the circumcision and the importance of circumcision in our life and to see how we need as muslims to see that circumcision is a necessity i think we've covered that um deal with all the issues that they had to deal with what we call the circumcision we're going over to a new aspect or another aspect of the fitra and that is according to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the fact that you and I the males need to be able to grow the beard and they need to be able to they can probably uh, shave the, 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 the mustache in the life that we were living or that we are living today we find that most of our Muslim men are allowing themselves to be able to have mustache but not very very easy to have beard right the mustache has the capacity you can actually trim it and you can for that matter shave it all off right if you want to whereas the beard from an islamic perspective from the advice of allah and his Rasul for the muslim male especially to be able to differentiate between him and the opposite sex which is the female is to be able to grow and to allow the beard to grow now the growing of the beard um, has got various aspects that you need to understand first and first and foremost it is obligatory it's a fart which Allah has put on the males of this ummah a necessity every male must see that he lives with a beard and see that the beard grows with him For shaving according to Islam in the Islamic complete shaving is forbidden in Islam is not recommended in Islam or harmful or what they say forbidden it's haram it's not recommended because it does leave behind the negative for where a male is concerned this is only to males this is not to females um, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam indicates to us how unfortunately Shaitan says in the Holy Quran, he says, I, indeed, I will order them, will order human beings to change the manner that you, the nature that you've created in them. وَلَآمُرَنَّهُمْ فَلَيُغَيِّرُنَّ خَلْقَ اللَّهِ 
reference in that, that verse in Surah Nisa, Surah number 4, verse 119. How Allah says, Shaitan says, Indeed, I will order the human being to change the nature of them, the natural things that I've given to them from Allah. They will. Ch- they would want to change. They, they. They would. They wouldn't be happy with what Allah has granted them. So they would want to make it different. Ya Rabb Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Of this, the scholars says, this one of the things in this ayah with the way, is that males is not going to be able or not going to want to have a beard. They're going to shave the beard. But this is what the West is doing, and this is how they are living, and this is norm of them, and. The unfortunate thing is we, you and I, the Muslim, according to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa are supposed to live a lifestyle different to them. And if we are Muslims, we see Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa as our role model. And we take everything in his life to be our life. And we live to that level, to that standard. And so the beard becomes a norm in the life of each and every one of us. And the beard is a, the natural thing that Allah has created for males. And every male as a Muslim in himself see Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is my role model Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa lived with a beard as a norm and a natural thing and for always and so yes me and you the Muslim male must see that we have a beard we must see that we grow the beard we allow it to grow and there's various ahadith on the, on, on the, on the beard our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has ordered the beard to, to, to be left and to grow he, he implies an obligation, as that is well known. Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu says that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, cut the mustache, you may be able to cut the mustache and leave the beard, being different from the other people. In a hadith, Ibn Umar related that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says it, differ from the polytheist, leave the beard to grow and trim the mustache. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. We've but only mentioned to you a few, a few of the ahadith that there is. Remember, brothers, that makes me Muslim. That makes you Muslim. Remember, this is part of the fitrah, the natural, normal things that is in human beings. It is when man changes the nature, changes the norm, then he lives like that. And that is the polytheist, and that is the kuffar, and they live, they live the life of shaitan, being disobedient to the Lord. They even don't want to have their nature, the, nature, the, the natural things to be able to be like that. Now, Billah, may Allah open the path for us. May Allah grant us wisdom. May Allah grant us a realization as Muslims what our responsibility is. And thus, in the fitrah, in that which is natural norm, we males must see that we are males in the way we dress ourselves and the way we present ourselves. And growing the beard is a necessity by Allah on males that is Muslim. May Allah grant us khair and barak. And Allah in the Holy Quran has shown how shaitan has indicated he will. And the Nabi sallallahu has given command by saying, you may trim the beard. You may trim the mustache, but allow the beard to grow. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Now the biggest problem that we fit in today is people who don't even have any beard. They don't even want to grow a small or short beard or allow it to grow. Ya Rabb la hawla. And they feel uncomfortable. Now yes, there's also some other people who says, yes, but my wife don't like me to have a beard. It's very sticky on my face. These are all the excuses that you and I give 
But precisely for this reason, for if you allow it to grow, it don't become sticky. You see, I find it very funny that in the day that we live in today, we will use uh, uh, um, shampoo for our hair. Our beard is also here. You can use the shampoo on your hair and it softens the beard and it makes it soft and gentle. And yes, anybody can touch and especially your partner can touch it and you don't need to feel uncomfortable with it. Subhanallah. As long as you know, I am the follower of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And for my beard, for every hair that grows onto my beard, there's going to be a reward for me by Allah till yawm al-qiyamah. And especially if you did not do it in the past, if you loved it in, in disobedience and you now realize the seriousness thereof and you take to the path, may Allah forgive us for our past and grant us khair and barakah for whatever lies ahead in for our future, inshallah. Amen. Message and a question that came through. It says, Salam, what if you can't grow a beard? Is there anything you can do to grow your beard? Um, the question is the reference of somebody who can't grow a beard. Yes. Which means, um, if whatever hair comes out, and no matter how they come, how very fine they come out, allow that to come. Now, um, many people are saying, I can't grow a beard. Um, if Allah did not put a beard into your face, khair. That's from Allah to the side. But the objective is to allow the person to understand that when there is a beard and you shave off that beard, this is where the problem lies. How, what should we need to grow a beard? May Allah grant khair and barakah. But if there is one or two or three strands of hair that comes out, be satisfied with that and respect that and keep that, allow it to grow. Don't cut that off or shave that off. This is what the, the problem is, right? And, and, and uh, the nature is Allah will grant you to have of that. Most probably not immediately when you are young, but later as you develop. But that is going to grow. And most probably, because certain people Allah has given very, very few, and some other, other people has given a lot. And that is how Allah grants it. The objective here is to understand that that is a natural thing when it's there. Do not cut off or say, yes, it's only here and it's only there. And that's why I take it off. No, no, no. That's why I do follow the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and I'm proud to be a Muslim and a follower of this Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah grant us to be of those people who follow that path. I would want to share with our people also of what is happening today in society pertaining to this. First and foremost, I'd like to speak to the mothers, to the ladies, to the females, the women, to be able not to discourage their men to be men according to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and not to force that they want the men to be what they want them to be strive to see that your husband is a Muslim first he's not your husband first and for you and serving you his service to you is being a Muslim in his mindset Muslim in his character Muslim in his behavior in his action and Muslim in the way he presents himself and this comes from Allah and his Rasul so be proud and convince him and speak to him and remind him your partner if he's, this is your husband then remind him constantly of Islamic values and especially the beard according to what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa indicated to us right? and similarly to all mothers to all mothers who rear sons if Allah gave you a son you're supposed to make his mind he's supposed, supposed to be the easiest person to do the act and follow it of your reminder and there's no end to your reminder you remind them from now 
until the day you die. And if your reminders is a million times a day, no, a trillion times a day, you remind him and remind him, then inshallah, after your demise in your cover, you will see Allah sends you barakah just because you reminded them. And all those reminders, whenever they carry it out, Allah will give you barakah in your cover. And Allah will grant you greatness just because of your reminder. But remember, every son, every boy that is born in this dunya has a mother. And she is the one that nurtures him. She develops his mind. She guides him. So you have a major responsibility upon you to be able to make your sons Muslim, to make them obedient to Allah, not give them the freedom to be like the kuffar, not give them the freedom to just to do what they want to, as monkey see, monkey do. It's your son and your, you are the mothers. You need to guide them along how to be Muslim. And guide them, remind them, Repeat it over and over and don't ever, ever, ever get tired of reminders. Reminders needs to, as in the life of a Muslim, reminders has got no ending. It must carry on forever. And even if your whole life is only reminders, then you will be rewarded greatly, young Malqiyama. Nay, you will already be greatly rewarded in this dunya for the fact that you've reminded your children and you've taken them to that level of being submissive to Allah and submissive to His beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa May Allah grant us to understand the process of that sense of reminders for our children and that we need to remind. And, but uh, this is not the mothers, only the mothers and the fathers need to give the reminders. But I'm actually wanting to say to the mothers, you have a very strong link and from very young already, you make the minds of your sons. May Allah make grant khair and barakah to all of us, inshallah. Amen. So, Sheikh, there is another question that came through with regards to the beard and it says on our WhatsApp, it, what if you get ingrown hair on your face, especially the beard area? What if you give, get? Ingrown hair on your face, especially the beard area. With reference to males? Yes. Ingrown hair? Yes. Now, ingrown hair is hair that grows on the skin. That is beard. That's not, there's no ingrown hair, meaning this hair coming out but the skin is becoming uh, creating as ingrown. If it's ingrown, it would usually be a woman that has it's got hair on her beard, uh, the area, and that. But as a man, that is beard. And, and, and we don't need to ask the question, what if and what if not? This is where shaitan comes in and wanting to be able to open the path for us to see what can I do to this, that and the other. And that's why in Islam the recommendation is If Allah grants me something at a certain age خَيْرًا فَبِهَا وَنِعْمًا I submit to that and I don't make an issue about it We don't want hair, we shave the, we shave the beard And then we want hair on the head And we go to, the, to, the, to plant, have implants onto our, our, our heads and, and like we ask the question Now what if I have ingrown hair It's not ingrown, it is They, they call that beard in Islam It's called, in Islam that's called beard That that, that which grows And, and it, it doesn't grow into this uh, doesn't grow, It grows out and it comes out And it sticks out On women we call it ingrown Not on